0: Hello everybody this is pastor phil with full of life ministry san diego hope that you guys are doing very very good on this beautiful day that god has created and the bible says let us rejoice and be glad in it and i am very glad to be with you all today or tonight wherever you may be um, god is good and he's worthy to be praised and so I'm thankful to God for all of his many, many blessings that he has bestowed upon me, and I'm sure what he has bestowed upon you. And so uh, we're going to get right into the podcast. Um, again, please continue to share the podcast. Uh, it's having a great effect on many lives, and it's interesting to hear um, all of the good, positive things that are being said about um, the people that are receiving the things that God has uh, spoken, uh, spoken about through these podcasts. So continue to share, please. You guys are doing a great job. Let's continue to to do this in Jesus name. And I believe great things are going to continue to happen because we, we serve an awesome and a mighty God. So listen, tonight's Podcast, and it's it's a really really good one because we've been dealing with a lot of different topics. This one is entitled, and it's hard for me to pronounce, resiliency. I hope I said that right. Resiliency it's a it's a very important thing to have as a believer. So you have to understand when you bend with the wind but you don't break in the storm. I'm gonna say that one more time. That's that's resiliency. When you bend with the wind, but you don't break in the storm. Now there's a scripture that I wanna share with you. It's uh, 2 second Corinthians four and eight. And it says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We've been persecuted but not forsaken. I mean, we even been struck down, but not destroyed. Oh yes. For so many Christians in the American culture, faith is an easy thing. They go to church, they read their Bible, and I mean, they they really love Jesus. But what happens when the comfortable world is turned upside down? For too many people, their faith is shaken. Faith in, in Christ can and should be constant because Christ, the one whom we place our faith, is constant. I mean, we all face and will face difficult times when we need to stand firm in our Christ-centered faith. So resilience is the quality of being able to adapt to stressful life changes changes and bouncing back from hardship. I mean, resilience is a response to tragedy, crisis, and other life-altering changes that allows us to move on, move on despite the loss. I mean, showing resilience does not mean that a person is unaffected or uncaring about life change. You see, resilience resilience is the human heart's ability to suffer greatly and grow from it. How many of you guys are growing from? these different adverse times. We see examples of, of national resilience such as the United States, remember back in the day, showed after the events of September 11th, 2001. I mean, we observe personal resilience every day in people who suffer handicaps, death of loved ones and other losses. When people refuse to give up on themselves and the world, even after misfortune, they are being resilient. So, there's a question that I want to uh, ask you all. Uh, ask you all out here. What situations tend to rattle you like a snake? <laughs> I'm not talking about an actual rattle like a a snake or a, a rattle from a baby bottle. I'm talking about the situations that come up in your life that just tends to rattle you. You see, when God created you, he knew you would face trials, situations, and unfavorable circumstances that would challenge you to your core. That is why he created you with resilience. And, and there's a study or a research that shows that the amount of resilience a person possesses is a greater factor for determining success in the life of than even having a a great IQ. The reason being is resilient people have the ability to to, uh, persevere. I mean, perseverance is the governor of success. Not only uh, do they uh, persevere, but they possess the wherewithal to persevere while maintaining God's standards while going through the different situations that you face. And there are a few things that I want to talk about tonight, and we want to see where your resilience level is. Oh, but before we get started, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And I promise you, we'll be right back after our commercial break with the episode entitled Resiliency. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me, you may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego Podcast, and I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at Phil Gale Howard and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function, and it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Uh, The money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It'll be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, we're back, we're back, we're back. Okay, we're going to get right into this great episode about resiliency. So there are some things that, uh, essentials that we should know about resiliencies is that to be resilient, you have to be able to overcome obstacles. Think about some of the things that happened in your childhood. I mean, sometimes it happened. Maybe you had a, you were living in a broken home, and you were maybe impoverished. Maybe you suffered neglect. You might even suffer, suffered abandonment or abuse. Now, there's a scripture in Romans twelve and twenty one, and it reads. <clears throat> What it means to to lead the life of a living sacrifice to God. If we're honest with ourselves, it sounds very difficult. You see, most of Paul's bullet point commands in the previous verses have to do with setting ourselves aside. It's tough for us to do this for the good of our fellow Christians, let alone our enemies difficult or not, Paul right now is calling us to live as Jesus did. Now, Paul comes to the final command of the chapter. In essence, he commands us to be strong in our conviction to live in this way. We are not to be overcome by evil is what the scripture says, but to overcome evil with good. You see, Paul seems to have in mind the idea that we are overcome by evil when we join in and give it back, when we sink to the evil or the enemy's level. That just results in more sin, it results in more pain, and an endless cycle of revenge and hatred. And we have to be careful of that. Now there's another scripture in James um, the first chapter, verses 14, it says, but each person is tempted and when he is, t- he, when he's lured and enticed by his own desires. So you have to understand about being resilient that we're all face temptation and many of us, all of us sometimes are lured and enticed by our, our not somebody else's desire, but our own desires we have to be careful about that you see james make it clear makes it clear that god is not responsible for tempting us to move away from him even when he allows great ordeals to come into our lives we should never say he means to provoke us to be, to to really disobey him God does not tempt anyone to do evil. Rather, he intends those struggles as opportunities to deepen our trust in him. There is no doubt that the temptation to despair exists. It's out there. I mean, especially in the midst of hard times, we feel the pull to disobey God, to be unfaithful, to move away from him. Where does this where does that temptation really come from? Here, what James is talking about, he shows the answer. He is saying that God is uh, is coming from inside of our own house. God is knocking on our door. In other words, we are lured away from God in the midst of our trials by our own desires. On one level, we, we simply want to sin. But see, as believers, we have been freed from slavery to sin but we haven't completely lost the taste of sin, that desire still remains. James tells us to own up to that desire to sin. We need to hold ourselves responsible. He wants wants to warn us that on this side of eternity, our old self, as Ephesians 4 and 22 talks about, is looking for just some simple excuse to move back into sinfulness. But we have to be resilient. We have to show that level of resiliency. Because sometimes we will use trials as that excuse to disobey God. Instead of to trust him at a deeper level. People of God, when we become residents of sin, we will become stronger and more durable to live a successful life in the long run. When we become resilient to sin, I should say, when we fight against sin, when we push back to sin, when we push back and say, no, I'm not gonna bend to sin, I'm going to actually fight that sin, we all become stronger and more durable to live a a successful life in the long run. Whenever we refuse to give in to temptation, we become stronger in our relationship with God. Now, First Peter 1, six through seven says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested uh, genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that even perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, in verse six, Peter has written that as Christians, we rejoice. This is in response to God's great mercy and our great hope of resurrection and being internally provided for in heaven i mean in fact we rejoice even while feeling grieved or distressed because of the trials we face in our present moment and that's why we have to be resilient in these moments we have to rejoice to know that god is with us now he reveals that these trials which cause us grief they have a point they exist for a reason For the Christian believer, suffering always serves as a purpose. It does. Peter describes the benefit of these trials, which distress us, but don't prevent us from rejoicing. They test, I mean, they purify and prove our faith. I mean, when trials come, the believer makes a choice to continue to trust in God in and through the trial, not after the trial, but in and through the trial, God continues to provide. Our faith grows stronger. I mean, Peter compares and contrasts our faith with the classic standard of, 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 for value. He mentions gold, and like gold, our faith is refined and purified by the heat of our trials. Unlike earthly gold, our faith will continue to be, of a of a great worth even. In eternity, finally, Peter says that our faith provides an opportunity opportunity to participate in giving and receiving grace and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So we also have to steer through these different times of resiliency because the everyday adversities that we have to encounter, we have to be resilient. Now, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25 through 27. It says, um, I'm about to skip that because I got the wrong verse. Nevertheless, we have to understand that during these times, we have to know that God is with us during these moments when we're being pushed to the to the very brink. We we get pushed, we get pushed, and we get pushed more, and we get pushed some more. But through these different difficulties, God begins to show how strong he is during these trials. We also have to have that ability to bounce back, just like a tree when it's getting blown on. When the winds begin to push its, its body it remains solid in its roots. Mo- most of us don't really realize that how far, the more we're rooted in God, the stronger that we, we, we become. The farther we go into our, when we go on our knees at night to pray, and when we read God's word and when we worship God, our roots go deep into him. And so when the first wind blows, we don't get blown over by the trial we actually become even more resilient to the trial. Hallelujah. Now, I want you guys to understand something. Not having resiliency can change your identity. It can really change you, sometimes in a good way, and a lot of times it could be in a bad way. I'm going to explain that. See, you have to understand there was a scripture in Genesis uh Chapter three, verses one through seven, it really is dealing with Satan coming up on the premises of Adam and Eve. You guys are probably familiar with the story that during this time when they needed to be resilient, they were given everything that they needed, but yet they fell victim to some simple words. They gave up their value because they listened to someone who was cunning and crafty and was after what they had and convinced them that God was not faithful to what he says as far as his word. When God speaks, people of God, when God says something to you, when God opens his mouth and says, listen, you can have everything, but just don't touch this. That's when we have to be resilient. That's when we have to really realize that it changes our identity when we do it God's way. Could you imagine if Adam and Eve would have been resilient to the tricks and the snares of the devil? What's the outcome for our lives? I know there's a scripture in Romans where it talks about through one man's sin, through Adam sin came into the world, changed our identity, and we had to fight that for that um, identity back and thank God for Jesus. Jesus, when he gave his life on the cross, he reestablished the relationship that we had to have with the Father. Thank you, Jesus. And now we have a new identity in Christ Jesus that no matter what comes our way, that we're covered by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. So we have to understand that when Satan comes to try to steal and to, uh, to kill and to destroy and tries to change your identity, we have to recognize who we are. We are somebody in Christ Jesus. We, we are more than a conqueror. We are a chosen generation. A peculiar people, as the Bible says. And when we understand the significance behind being resilient, it's being tested not to hurt you, but to grow you and to make you of significance. Because when others are falling apart, they can see how rooted you are in Jesus. Hallelujah. So you have to understand this. Many people, Christians who have developed a relationship with the Lord and regularly pray and study scriptures tend to be more resilient because resiliency unlocks the promises of God and it shows us the power of God and it turns dreams into reality and it gives us the power to hold on in tough times. But resiliency doesn't always take you out of the problem. Hallelujah. Resiliency often takes you through the problem. Resiliency doesn't always take away the pain. Resiliency in God gives you the ability to handle the pain. It doesn't take you out of the storm. Faith in God calms you in the midst of the storm. Most important characteristic you could teach a child and that you need in your own life is resilience. You see, nobody goes through life with an unbroken chain of successes. Everybody, and I mean everybody, including Pastor Phil, has failures and mistakes. We all embarrass ourselves. We all have pain. We all have problems. We all have pressures the people who make it in life have resilience. Think about this, people of God. How many times did you want to give up on life? I mean, really, ultimately throwing the towel. Or better yet, have you ever said to God, God, this is just too big for me? I have so many personal problems, I've had some struggles. It feels like I had too much responsibility that I and it seemed like I wasn't smart enough to see and recognize the, 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 the tricks of the devil. And then sometimes I would say stuff like, What am I supposed to do with this issue? May, may, Lord, get somebody else who could do a better job than me. Yet and yet God speaks to us and what he simply says is keep going. Keep going. Where do you get the resilience to keep going? You get that resilience by having faith in God. It's believing God can do something any moment that could change the direction of your life. And you don't want to miss it. So you keep moving forward. You keep believing God. You keep trusting in God. You keep holding on to your faith. It's believing that God will give you exactly what you need when you need it as as you learn to rely on him to accomplish his purpose for you. You have to lean on God, you have to rely on God, not on your intellect or your abilities or your creativities, all that comes from the throne of God. All God is simply saying is that you have to come to him and he makes you pliable and flexible during these difficult times. That's the problem with most people. They're so hard that the first thing that comes to challenge their stiffness, they break apart, they fall apart. I want you guys to hear out here in the podcast land you got to keep going because God says you have to keep going. There's people that are dependent on you to keep going. Your family is dependent on you. Your loved ones are dependent on you. Your job is dependent on you. Your God is dependent on you to just listen to him because he's the he is the one who's going to give you the direction that you need in order to really experience the fullness of life. A tree does not... Stand the test of time if it wasn't built to be resilient. The tree that's planted by the rivers of water in Psalms 1 always prospers. Hallelujah. Always maintains no matter what comes their way because they're planted by the waters. You have to receive the nourishment from God. When you receive the nourishment from God, that's when God begins to ultimately provide the things that you need and you begin to expand and your branches are getting healthy and your limbs are getting stronger and then God what I love about God is that to make you even more resilient sometimes he has to cut away some things that should not be he cuts away those cut cuts away those problems and those concerns and then all of a sudden you become this beautiful edifice before him and before the world and they'll look at you like how does this this tree that can maintain its standard during sun, rain, hail, strong winds, cold weather, hot weather. It maintains its beauty consistently because it was created to be able to be resilient during all the different seasons of life. Oh, people of God, I want you to hear me from the depths of my soul that for us to be resilient We have to be consistent. And the only way we be consistent is when we get so connected to God that God begins to make us so pliable and flexible and we're we're able to be uh, 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 profitable to the world. Because the world needs us. Now the Bible declares, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And this is what we are, we are children of God. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not, did not even know Him. First John 3 and one says, they still don't really know who God is. See, knowing who we are and what our God has poured into us will defeat all the various the many trials and conditions that come our way. Always remember, we are built to overcome. We are built to overcome. I'm gonna say that one more time. We are built to overcome. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. God, you know the hearts of your people. You know that sometimes when the different various trials that come our way, we struggle, Uh, we feel helpless, we feel abandoned sometimes, sometimes we feel much pain. But ultimately, God, what you're trying to do is build something in us that we can't even recognize ourselves. So in the name of Jesus, continue to shape us and mold us into the creation that you want us to be. You have given us the ability to be resilient resilient at all times. So we give you praise for what you're doing in our lives. And in your word, you say that you would never leave us nor forsake us. That simply means that you're trying to do something in our lives to not to make us bitter, but to make us better. Help us in the areas of our lives that we lack. Give us the strength to maintain, to be consistent, and help us to really glorify you in all aspects, aspects of our lives. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, people of God, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Each week, we are just marching forward in God. We know that God ultimately has his hand on this podcast i would love for you to be i could be your podcast pastor i would love for you to always just if, you, if there's anything that you may need spiritually so i want to be there for you so please if there's anything that you may need a prayer request or uh, it could be your family member it could be you it could be something that you see that's going on uh in in your world please Write me, Pastor Phil at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's Pastor Phil at lovingkindnesswc.org. Or you can write us through our ministry, Life sd at gmail.com. I'm going to say that one more time fulloflife sd at gmail.com. And please let me know. Let me know that you're out there. Let me know about your concerns and, and your problems because I want to be your podcast pastor and I want to help you during this crazy time in our in our world right now. So again, if you want to sow into our ministry, you can contribute through the cash app, the dollar sign, full of life SD, and whatever amount of money that you want to sow into our ministry, we will be grateful for whatever that god has purposed for you to give by giving you're releasing something where it's going to benefit somebody else because we're trying to make a difference through this pandemic and our ultimate mission is to take the monies that we raise and provide for families and the homeless and the people who are just less fortunate we want to be difference makers so i believe that as you're hearing these words coming out of my mouth that God has been dealing with you about sowing into this ministry. We are a 501c3 ministry and we are honest with, and, and we're going to be responsible with what you bless us with. So just be prayerful. This just, just pray. That's all I'm saying. Whatever God puts on your heart, please sow into our ministry. You're sowing into good soil. You're sowing into good ground. And so I'm excited. I hope that you are as well. Please continue to share the podcast and let's continue to do the will of God in Jesus name. I will see you next week. God bless.